Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you all again for the support throughout this week as we get this show underway. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rood, and I just want to thank everyone throughout this week for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day. I think we have the kinks ironed out. The show went up a little late on Tuesday in case you missed it. But I think we'll be smooth sailing from here on out. We had to get everything set up and get some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff set. So my aim is to have these shows out um, in the morning, hopefully for your morning commute, so that this can be part of your regular schedule. Um, Before we get started today, today's show is brought to you by Locked on Big Ten. There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference then with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten podcast, follow Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you needed another reason to go visit that podcast, I was on there today. Um, it's kind of my introduction to it and introducing that audience to the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. So hopefully we can get a bigger following. Went over there and talked about uh, wide receivers in the conference and. So you know, I uh, had to big up our boy Ty Freifogel. I made sure to talk a lot about him, but we talked about receivers throughout the conference. Um, had to get some love for Penix in there as well. So uh, once you're done here, once you get all your Hoosiers news, head on over to Locked On Big Ten to hear me and Nate talk about um, wide receivers. And we threw in a little basket, uh, basketball on the Big Ten at the end as well. Uh, but for today's Locked On Hoosiers episode... We have some anonymous coaches quotes. Who doesn't love some good anonymous quotes? Um, Athlon Sports released a story with anonymous quotes from coaching staffs throughout the Big Ten about each uh, com- or each program, excuse me. And so we're going to read through those, get, uh, react to them, talk about them. Um, pretty nice for IU football. Um, so we're going to talk about that in uh, segment one. We'll have a little bit more on it about one specific aspect in segment two. And then we'll continue with a little bit of IU basketball talk in segment three. So as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Ho- Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Rood. And I promise we're working on getting the Locked on Hoosiers Twitter set up so you can follow that as well. So let's jump on into it. As I said, Athlon Sports put out an article on Tuesday where they talked to coaching staffs across the Big Ten, um, gave them anonymity, so everybody, in, a, in theory, would give the their honest assessment. Um, reading through it, it seems like that was the case, um, sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad, but... They started actually Indiana at the top of the article, so you don't even have to scroll far on this article to go um, see what they have to say about your Hoosiers. A lot of love for Tom Allen, not shocking. Um, So we're just going to go quote by quote here and just kind of talk about it, react to it and whatnot. Um, Obviously, there's nobody to attribute this to. So first quote um, said they absolutely overachieved last year, but consider the fact that they'd been underachieving for a long time. I think Tom Allen is the real deal. I think the culture is real. That's not put on stuff for TV. Those kids play their butts off for him. They were a feel-good story for a lot of staffs and programs that are trying to build it slowly and not cut corners. 
the administration knew what they had and they gave him time and you see the results. A couple things from that. First, I have to admit, I was wrong about Tom Allen at the beginning. I was a little... I wasn't out on him, but I was a little uncertain when Fred Glass um, hired him right away with no search. Um, I, I was a little uneasy. Um, Fred Glass nailed this hire. Um, there were some things, there were hires he didn't nail, namely Archie Miller, um, but he absolutely nailed the football hire with Tom Allen here. Um, and he, this, this quote is right. They gave Tom Allen time to build. Um, they didn't rush him along and they built it organically, built it the right way. And I agree. I don't think this is a put-on thing for the TV. Tom Allen was like this before he was even head coach. The one year he was defensive coordinator, you could see that he was like this. So this isn't something that he's doing now that he's head coach or now that he's seeing success. This is how he's been. And if you give that time to grow and time to blossom, I mean, he's had success pretty much everywhere he's been, and that's because the kids love playing for him. Um, next quote, they're carving out a unique identity on the field, both offensively and defensively. They provide you with un really unique schemes you don't see often. They don't play scared. They take risk on offense and they throw unconventional fronts and blitz packages on defense. It's stuff that you don't think will work on paper where they're coming from at you, f where they're coming at you from strange places and taking risks. Uh, I think that is very much the case on defense. I think that's what makes the defense so impressive. I'm not necessarily an X's and O's guys when it comes to football, um, but you don't need to be one when you're looking at this off or excuse me, looking at this defense um, to see how impressive and how difficult they are. Um, how many times do you see Taiwan Mullen, who is legitimately um, an All-American level cornerback. How many times do you see All-American cornerbacks blitzing the quarterback and getting sacks? Um, things like that just aren't conventional, and I think that's what makes this defense so successful is you don't really know where things are coming from and who's going where and where people are going, and they mix it up so well. Um, and I think that is what makes them hard to stop. And that's what has given them so much success under Tom Allen. Um, big thing here, next quote, they've continued to recruit better and better. I think Tom is so uniquely positioned there, having a lot of Florida experience and connections and still being from the state of Indiana. I think that's the biggest reason he's staying put. So certainly the recruiting has been a huge plus for Tom Allen. Even early in his tenure when there were some bumps on the field, some road bumps and some some concerns. The recruiting is what kept him, um, kept fans optimistic. And it was just a matter of getting his guys into place. And uh, we see now that now that he's gotten his guys there, um, there's been success. And he absolutely has that Florida pipeline down, the, the Tampa area specifically. He's really um, nailed down and gotten a ton of recruits from there. And I agree. And, and call me a homer, call me bias, whatever you want to call me. I really don't think Tom Allen is going to leave this program anytime soon. And if he does, it is only for a top program. Um, and you can clip this in the future when he does leave or whatever, but it just feels different. Um, it feels like he is a part of this program. He's from Indiana. Feels like there's a connection there now. I could be dead wrong. Money talks. Maybe a bigger program comes down the, or comes to him down the road. 
throws a huge offer at him, and he says adios and goes and coaches at some blue blood program. If that's the case, so be it. Um, honestly, he's earned the right to do whatever he wants. He's brought IU football to a place that they haven't been in 30 years since maybe the 80s or, or somewhere around there. So, um, but I think he is staying put, and I think there's a reason you haven't heard any murmurs about him, really even uh, his name out there for any other coaching positions. Um, last one, not a ton of unknowns for them. I think they're a completely different team with Penix. So how he looks going into fall practices is their biggest question. 100%. Um, Jack Tuttle did great last season in a very, very tough spot. Um, I think he's good enough that he raises the floor um, of a team. You're you're going to be good or a certain level with him. I think Penix raises the ceiling of that team. There's a, a pretty low ceiling on what you can be with Jack Tuttle, although he made some throws and made some plays that I didn't think he could make. So maybe there isn't quite as low of a ceiling for him. But um, this team is at a whole entire other level um, when Penix is there, and I think that is obvious, and I don't think that is any sort of hot take. So there's one more quote that uh, we're going to talk about here in segment two because I want to expand on it a lot more because I think it's a really interesting topic that goes for not just football as well. But first, before we go there, uh, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action on betonline.com. Um, if you want to bet on IU football, uh, the lines are already up for the first week, and you can go bet on Indiana versus Iowa, where Indiana is a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Um, I've made quite a bit of money on betting on IU because Vegas hasn't really adjusted to IU being good yet, so we will see if you're confident in uh, Indiana versus Iowa. Um, go to bet online, throw some money down. Um, but you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, whatever it is. Um, so before the next pitch, before the next kickoff, head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news and sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines as this is your chance to get into the game and t- as teams prepare for their runs for the playoffs. So head on over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So the one quote I wanted to highlight specifically, um, because it, I, it was interesting, it's something I've wanted to talk about, and honestly, this is a good time to talk about it. Um, quote is, they've plugged a few holes with transfer guys. That's a little strange because they've got some depth. If I'm guessing, that's Tom thinking his culture is strong enough to absorb transfer and start guys and keep the locker room. Now, transfers in college sports in general have exploded. Um... For better or for worse, honestly, I don't think there's a for worse. I think this is all better. We've seen for years that coaches could jump ship whenever they wanted, not have to sit out a year. It was hypocritical to make the players do it. So I am all for um, transferring and playing right away and as much freedom to the players as you can. Um, But this is certainly not something we've seen before, not just in IU, 
really not just in the Big Ten, but really anywhere. The amount of guys that um, IU, who was a top 25 team last year, the transfers they have coming in um, that will, at least right now, based on the first uh, two-deep depth chart, will be impactful players. Um, Some of the obvious ones, Stephen Carr right now from USC is... uh, First on the depth chart at running back, set to be the starting running back. DJ Matthews Jr. is a starting wide receiver. Uh, Ryder Anderson from Ole Miss is a starting defensive lineman. Zach Carpenter from Michigan is your starting center. Dylan Powell from Stanford is your starting right guard. Um, You have Weston Kramer from Northern Illinois as your backup defensive tackle. Jack Tuttle, obviously, from Utah. that isn't a new one, but he w- he came and he's a uh, backup quarterback. And even a guy like Jaron Handy from Auburn, um, who is actually cousins with Ty Freifogel. Um, all these guys are coming into this program expecting to um, help and, and produce at, at various levels. And it's interesting that this is the way IU has kind of chosen to address um, some of its needs. They've really kind of leaned in on uh, on transfers and bringing those guys in and helping that plug holes. In in college sports, especially in things like college football, it's hard to predict. You recruit guys, you bring them in. Sometimes they don't pan out, and players that you relied upon when you recruited them um, don't pan out, and you have a hole there. So um, theoretically at, at running back, for example, because Stephen Carr's a first name on this list. Samson James has worked out, but Stevie Scott comes in, he excels, he goes on. Um, Samson James is there, but um, you have a guy like Stephen Carr you can bring in. Now you have two strong running backs. You can kind of plug a hole there. Um, and Same with DJ Matthews. He's coming in replacing Wap Fillier. Um, he's a guy who, and the, this is different than than freshmen as well, because these are guys who have played in the college game. Um, not as much adapting you have to do there, so um, it's a little bit different. It's a really interesting approach, and I agree with this uh, with this quote in that it's Tom thinking it's, uh, his culture is strong enough to absorb this, because I think his culture is strong enough to absorb this, and I think <clears throat> the moment I remember maybe most fondly from last season was after that Wisconsin game. They, the, the team had gone through so much, um, so much adversity. Pinnock's had just gone down. Um, and they have a chance on the road against Wisconsin to really make one final statement on the season. You have your backup quarterback in there and Indiana finds a way to win. And really it was a really impressive win uh, as was the case with, pretty much all of their wins last season. Um, but that one kind of stuck out because of the way they won, um, because of the reaction afterwards. Um, they go to um, the field to interview Tom Allen. He's over over by the tunnel where all the players are going in, and it felt like every single player stopped along the way to hug him, to congratulate him, to, to tell the mic uh, or talk into the mic and say recruits come play for this guy. Um, those are the types of things that leave impressions on recruits. Um, those videos, the videos of 
hint of Tom Allen in the locker room after games, the passion that he shows, those things matter. Players, recruits see that. Recruits are, I know it's kind of cliche, but they're on social media, and these are the things that they see when those things go viral. So uh, to have a coach with this much passion is unique. To have the players care about him so much is unique. Um, it's truly a, an interesting environment, a unique environment, and one that maybe you can go out and get some of these guys to come in because um, I mentioned a name like Jaron Handy. Jaron Handy, um, the uh, transfer from Auburn who's cousins with Freifogel, he was watching IU games. He saw those clips. He saw those moments with, uh, with Tom Allen, and you have to think, that played a factor in his decision to come here. Um, I don't know if guys will say it explicitly. Maybe some have, and I've missed it, but um, those guys seeing those moments, other players seeing those moments, that has to leave some kind of impact on them. So I do think it's interesting how this coaching staff approached the transfer portal, and I guess we'll find out this season if it's a if it's a way to do it. Um, College football can be a copycat league or a copycat system or or whatnot at times, so it'll be interesting to see if IU has success, if other programs really lean into it and try to bring some of these guys in. So um, it'll be an interesting uh, approach, an interesting kind of wait and see um, with how that pans out this season and another reason to, to be excited about IU football. You can't really talk transfers with IU Athletics and not talk about the basketball program. So uh, we'll, we'll touch base with basketball and talk about some of their transfers and talk about uh, what the program has coming ahead in the next week or so. Um, before we go to the basketball program, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Um, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus some occasional limited-time flavors. Um, when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Um, you have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Um, there's a little something for everything. Um, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Um... But not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. Um, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 gram, or 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Um, the 9 amazing flavors are all tasty and all healthy. Um, if you order today, you'll get that raspberry or that mint brownie. Get whatever you like. Get a mix box. Get whatever you want. Um, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Um, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. We haven't talked much about IU basketball, um, honestly, because it's kind of a mystery right now. Um, it's I, I still am impressed but also curious, maybe in a, in a good way and not necessarily a bad way with what the program did in the wake of uh, Archie Miller. Again, I was wrong on Archie Miller for the opposite reason I was wrong about Tom Allen. Um, 
I didn't love the hire. I wasn't campaigning for them to hire Archie, but I certainly wasn't against it. Um, it was a it was somebody I thought would have success. In hindsight, uh, him <laughs> losing his first game was an omen more than anything, um, and we we should have treated it as such. Um, it was very hard at times to watch IU basketball. Um, it was not a very aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball. And unlike a Virginia, which also doesn't play an aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball, it wasn't a successful brand of basketball. So you pair those together, and not shocking, Archie Miller is out. Um, I wasn't really sure who they should hire. I I didn't necessarily have a favorite. There's a couple guys um, that I liked, but... Um, College basketball wasn't something I'd followed really closely um, last season, so I wasn't really sure who the hot coaches were. Eric Musselman was a name that I was interested in. Um, Another guy, ironically, who has found a lot of success with transfers, although that's not as rare in college basketball. Obviously, they lean on Mike Woodson, um, bring in Thad Mata as well. Um, Just a really surprising, really... Um, interesting pairing, and uh, we will see how it transcribes, but it's a little less surprising how the transfers around that program, um, just because this always happens whenever um, a new coach comes in. Um, out went a couple of guys. Joey Brunk goes to Ohio State. Al Durham goes to Providence. Um, Armand Franklin goes to Virginia. Left a lot of holes. A lot of question marks. Um, Xavier Johnson from Pitt comes in. Michael Durr from South Florida comes in. Miller Kopp from Northwestern comes in. Parker Stewart from um, UT Martin and Pitt comes in. I don't really know (laughs) what to make of those. It's not really something you can glean a lot of information on um, in terms of how Mike Woodson will play. Um, I think, honestly, the biggest thing that happened was that Trace Jackson Davis did not leave, whether via transfer or the draft. And I thought it was also important to keep Christian Lander. I know he had a fairly ho-hum freshman season. I don't think he was a good fit with Archie um, in that system. He's still a, a highly touted prospect. I thought it was important to keep him as well. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this program responds as a program Um, a lot of these guys that played under Archie how they kind of reignite themselves and just get a sense of what Mike Woodson is going to do he was more of an old old school coach in the NBA was hesitant to adapt to the modern game but also it's been a long time since he was a head coach Um, and so maybe he has adapted he's clearly done something to convince a lot of these guys to come in, but he hasn't been a head coach since 2014. So um, it's interesting. It's interesting what role Thad Mata is going to have in this. If he's helping him adapt as a coach, if he was just brought in to help with recruiting, if it's a little bit of everything. So I don't know. The good news is we're going to get an early look at potentially what this team could look like. Um, IU is going to play in the Bahamas next week. Um, They will play BC Mega, which is a Serbian team, 
Don't ask me for a scouting report on them. I have absolutely no idea. Um, But they will play August 13th and August 15th, a Friday and a Sunday. Um, And that will be a really interesting first look at what a Mike Woodson team looks like if they're able to unlock Trace Jackson Davis even more, though he was, I thought, the brightest of bright spots on the team last year. And maybe some of these guys that are still around, your your Landers, like I mentioned, your Race Thompsons, um, Rob Fennessy, who had such a bright start, that ridiculous game winner in the Crossroads Classic, one of the highlights of the Crossroads Classic for Indiana. Um, so it'll be inter- interesting to see how that team responds. If any of you are planning on going to the Bahamas, um, Zach Osterman had a tweet that you will need to obtain a negative COVID test before traveling, even if you are for fully vaccinated. Um, if you're going to the Bahamas, I hope that you have an extra spot and you will take me with you because I would love to go watch uh, IU in the Bahamas. But uh, it'll be interesting. We may talk a little bit more about them next week. We certainly will do some re- or some observations about them after the games, um, the Monday after those games. So it'll, it's a wait, another wait-and-see approach, but we will get answers a lot sooner from them. That will do it for today's show of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate everybody for sticking around again. Hopefully it's going a little more smoothly as we get this, uh, get this going, as we get more comfortable here. As I always say, I want this to be a conversation. I want your feedback. Um, leave a, a rating and review if you have any questions, anything you want to see in the show. Tweet at me, at Jacob Rude. Follow me. My DMs are open. Um, and I will listen to you, and I will try to provide you guys any answers to any questions or anything you want to hear. Um, so... As we move on into the week, there's no new NBA news. So in terms of the free agents, potentially we'll have some more news on that. Free agency starting to wind down a little bit. So hopefully we'll get some more answers. Um, we will talk about the end of the Crossroads Classic a little later. Maybe talk about some of the highlights for IU from those. And uh, talk about what could be next for, for IU. Um But as I said, if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Jacob Rude, subscribe to the podcast. Um, After you guys listen to Locked On Big Ten after this, if you're still in the mood for some more Locked On coverage, um, betting on the Indiana Hoosiers or college football doesn't have to be a guessing game. Um, If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and Elio.